Welcome to Charity Faith Love Podcast. My name is Charity, and I am the lovely voice that you will hear on each episode. I just wanted to give you a warning. My husband tries to keep the kids out while I'm recording, but if you hear some kids destroying my house in the background, just ignore that. So let's get into this next episode. So today I'm really excited because I get to interview Zoe and her friend, Lauren. So why don't y'all tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Um, My name is Zoe. I am in middle school and I play sports. The sports I play are volleyball, basketball, and track. And some of my hobbies I do is definitely hanging around friends and family. Um, My name is Lauren and I'm in middle school as well. And I really enjoy playing basketball, but I also play volleyball and track as well. And like Zoe said... Like her favorite hobbies, hanging out with friends, mine too, and I also enjoy sleeping. <laughs> it's a good hobby. <laughs> All right, so who or kind of the, it's a hard question, but like who's God or like what do you know about religion or Christianity, things like that? Um, Definitely some things that I know about God is he's our creator, our savior and all that. But another thing I really believe is that he made everything happen for a reason. So if you think about it, people change so you can learn to let go. Things will go wrong, so then you can learn to appreciate them when they're actually right. And sometimes good things can fall apart, so even better things fall together. And that's what I think God does in life, to make everything happen. To learn this one big lesson. To me, God is my savior and and a person I can talk to and, and feel connected with. And always think, like, I can share my thoughts and he won't tell anybody. And he's always right there. So in case I need him, I can always go to him and talk to him. Yeah. And, of course, like, if you think of it as, like, a relationship, you want to know more about someone and all the ins and outs. So it's the same way with God. So if you want to know more about him and, like, grow that relationship, then the best way is reading the Bible. It doesn't give, like, a complete description of who he is. Or how he came about, but it is assumed, you know, when you read it, that he's already known and he's already on the earth and already created everything, which you learn in Genesis. Um, But if you continue reading, it tells you about, you know, the beginning all the way to the end of things that haven't even happened now. Um, One thing is kind of, which sometimes sound weird, especially when I was like younger, was when people are like, oh, God's your dad. But then it's like, really? But it is kind of the same way. Like, is is your dad loving or does you know he wants what's best for you does he care about your well-being like god's the same way that's what he wants for you and he cares about you even if it doesn't go the way you wanted to or you feel like it wasn't right like his plan is always best because he does know the end so um i mean he created pretty much everything here including us so it kind of brings you back to he is a loving father because mm-hmm. he wants what's best for us yeah so, um, next question. So what's like your understanding of relationship with like boys and intimacy and things like that? Something that I'll say definitely about like relationships and stuff is if you think about it, sometimes it's better to like, if you like someone, like sometimes it's better not to get like really, really attached to someone because especially when they don't feel the same way toward you. Because getting really attached can, like, mentally destroy you, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think, like, what Zoe was saying, like, I feel like being in a relationship with anyone can really, like, hurt you, like, mentally. 
and I and I think like it's not a bad thing to be in a relationship. Like I think you can like find out what you like from people and like how like yeah, I know what you're saying. Like in at y'all's age right now, it's good to not I don't mean explore in a bad way, but yeah. I mean be able to be in different relationships or, you know, even just like talking to them just to learn like someone of, you know, basically like the opposite sex, like a boy to know like how they're growing up and how their parents Mm -hmm. are and what they know and, you know, their actual like emotional, if they're emotional about things and stuff like that. So it is good because of course the ultimate goal is to be married one day. And Mm -hmm. so you definitely want to learn like what you want in a husband. And like like what you would expect. A successful marriage. Correct, yeah. But I but I feel like you shouldn't have to feel pressured into being in a relationship with somebody so you're not weird or mean. Right, yeah. No, definitely not. Only if you both agree that y'all want to be, but no, you should never feel like you have to. Just mm-hmm. because all your friends or everyone else has a boyfriend does not mean you have to have one. It does not make you weird. Yeah. Um, like, but sometimes, like, the worst thing about relationships is, like, if, like, y'all don't have 100% trust in each other... People will cheat and play you and do all these things. So sometimes mm-hmm. relationships are really hard. Yeah, it's definitely not easy. It it's tries you in all different ways. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear something? Right? Easy love isn't true. True love, because true love isn't easy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you found that is right. <laughs> so kind of more on the part of like the intimacy is like so the definition of intimacy is to basically like feeling of closeness between two people in a relationship and so this kind of brings us to the fun topic that no one wants to talk about which is sex um but something that like I really want you to understand is that I feel like every time we hear about it is everything is oh sex is bad specifically if you're not married um but sex isn't bad now, God created it, so he knows all about it. He's not, like, weirded out about it or thinks it's strange. But don't, like, change my words and being like, oh, so that means we can have sex now. No, 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 no. Not what I'm saying at all. I just want you to understand that, like, God created it for it to be a great thing between a married couple, between a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, because that experience together allows you to grow in your relationship in a more intimate way instead of just, like, the typical Oh, did you take the trash out? How was this? Did you check on the kids? Like, it's a way for you to be alone together. Um, So it's not bad, but it's definitely something that you really should wait for for marriage just because you don't really know other people. So you don't know if they have STDs or if they've done it that with multiple people to bring you back to if they have diseases. Um, Because when you're in relationships with someone, I think of that, like, think of that person as, would this be someone you want to live with with the rest of your life meaning like would you want them to be the father of your kid mm-hmm. um are you really ready to be a parent to raise a baby and especially at y'all's age and all through high school everyone's answer is no like no one's ready to have a baby at that age because you're not married you don't have the support of like a husband there you don't live together so it's not something to take lightly and it's not something just to bounce around and do with every random person you yeah. want to um because again stds are really are real and you don't want to get a disease from someone just from a 30-minute little fling with them. Because guess what? After that, it's done, and then you're stuck with your feelings of, like, why did I just do that? That didn't yeah. benefit me in any way. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out, too, is that you should never feel forced to have sex with someone. You should never be in a position where someone makes you feel bad if you don't or um, basically forces you. 
that's illegal and they're not allowed to do that. So you should definitely have someone that you trust to be able to tell if that ever happened to you. But also don't fall into the peer pressure at school because especially through high school, that's what everyone does. And you're the weird one who doesn't do it. And But you're cool if you do. So don't ever feel like you have to be in the peer pressure about that. It's okay to say no and move on. Like yeah. if people judge you or think weird about you, that it doesn't matter. Like you answer to God only and not to them. Mm-hmm. So don't feel like that. Like you don't have to follow in every trade. Right. Especially that one. Because mm-hmm. all your friends are like, oh, this is fine. Then bam, someone's pregnant. And you're like, it's not funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't ever feel pressured or peer pressured into being a part of the cool club. If you do that, you don't have to do that at all. Yeah. So, um, okay, what about your kind of, like, understanding of who a true friend is? Um, or, like, what about gossip? Is it bad? Tell me more about that stuff. Okay, so, to me, gossip is really toxic and can be mentally draining. It can really hurt someone, especially if it's not true what you're saying. Like, I feel like if you, like, make up a rumor and then you spread it around the whole school, well... How is that how is that person supposed to tell everybody that oh that's not true? Yeah. And after like their like people's friends have constantly talked about it for so long and it's like well, I mean it's now it's around the whole school so I might as well just let it be there. And yeah. then like I really think like it could really like mess up bonds and friendships over something so little. Mhm. Yeah, it definitely messes up. It can mess up a lot of things, especially, like, you could literally have known this person since y'all were babies, and y'all have been, have been in this really, really, really tight friendship, and then someone comes up with a rumor, this and this happens. You go gossip about that person, and then it ruins all those years of building this perfect relationship going down, mm-hmm. and now we're in pieces. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like you shouldn't talk about somebody to be cool or popular, because... At the end of the day, if you're popular for talking about somebody, are really popular or are you just known for that? Right. And then it's like, well, would the person you're talking about people with, would they go talk to that person? The same people you're talking about, would they talk about you with? Yeah. Yeah, you always have to think about that. When people come tell you something about someone, especially if it's like a really kind of intense detail that they shouldn't be spreading you kind of have to ask yourself, like, do I really trust them to not do that about you? Or do you just, like, be like, oh, we'll just see what happens. But most of the time you're going to be like, no. You're like, wow, I don't really like this person anymore if that's how they're going to treat someone. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, I used to think that, you know, like, friends were, like, people I could laugh with and talk to. And it's now it's not just all about that. It's people that I can, like, that touch my heart and... I can share my secrets with and cry with and all my emotions and like have fun with and they're not going to judge me or tell me I need to change so they look cool or like that I need to be a better friend because I don't do certain things that they don't like. Yeah. And I really think that can really take a toll on somebody, especially like, well, I've always done this and you're telling me to change so we look cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, because you want to be able to have a true friendship with mm-hmm. someone. So what really is, like, a true ideal friendship? I feel like a true friendship is being able to tell the truth with somebody and hurt together rather than lie to them and they never know. And it's like, well, I thought you were a true friend. I wish you would have just told me this. Yeah. And if it's like, I could have, you know, we could have worked it together and, you know, like, become better. 
A true friend to me is like basically someone that will always be there for you no matter what happens. So they're good through the bad, through the sad, crazy, through many other people. Someone that won't get jealous if you hang out with other people. Someone that you can actually trust not to tell anyone with your deepest, darkest secrets. Someone that you can use their shoulder to cry on if you're hurt. Someone that will do those things just for you. That's your true friend. Yeah, and I think, like, you need to, like, have enough courage and faith and love for yourself to set boundaries. And because I feel like, like, you want people to know that, oh, well, I, I'm not going to go do this because I know they won't accept it. Like, you want people to know that that's crossing a line for you and that you're not going to stand that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, especially sticking up for someone is really kind of shows you who people, their true colors, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. So, like, if, so, like, say if someone's picking on Lauren and Zoe sticks up for them, then, Lauren, you know that she's going to be there to support you and she's not just going to fall into peer pressure and be like, oh, um, in front of everyone, she's going to do what they're doing, but then behind scenes, she's like, oh, no, that wasn't me. I yeah. just had to do that. You know that's not really mm-hmm. a true friendship then. So you just have to keep track, especially where y'all are at in your age. I feel like it's really hard because everyone's trying to find themselves, and it's it's a hard time. It's not easy. And so people will go behind your back and do bad things just because they don't even know how to function in their own life, yeah. or maybe that's what they've learned from their past and their family, and they have to learn how to navigate through those feelings into being a good friend but it's not always easy at first mm-hmm. something crazy and like hard about friendships is if if you think about it everybody that you fire is not going to end up being your enemy but everyone that helps you is not always going to be your friend yeah and that's why i think like in life you, you can have a bunch of friends and that'll be good but like to have at least one or two true friends that you can like absolutely put all your effort and trust into them is good to have yeah and i think like like the thing with gossip i feel like 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 friendships like it can really damage a friendship and i feel like it shouldn't take one person to only fix that friendship up constantly and constantly over again because imagine one single singular person putting a puzzle together five thousand piece and it's a new one every single time and it's the exhaustion and the and the feeling like they like they can't do it and they have no help and it's like, well, this is what I feel like going through all all this just to build up a friendship and nobody's helping me and I don't have help doing it and it's like, was well, it even worth it? Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like, why you need friends and community with you mm-hmm. to help you build your puzzle and to help you organize your thoughts and to be there for you to support you and help you through everything Mm -hmm. because it's like constantly putting the wrong pieces in the wrong slot and it's like Mm -hmm. that's the same thing it's like trying to build up a friendship that doesn't need to be built up again yeah but then I also think like some friendships do need to be like sorted out and so like but together yeah Mm -hmm. like mutually agreeing Mm -hmm. to do it because not everyone's gonna agree to fix things yeah like you could have something go wrong and you're like okay no I really want us to try to fix it and they may say no and you have to just accept and respect their decision but it's really hard to move on but sometimes you have to because we get people in our lives for a very short season and sometimes they stay for a really long time and sometimes they're literally only here for like a month or two and you have to learn to like trust God and know that okay I they were here while I had them I was grateful for it and now I have to move on and leave it even if it wasn't the way you wanted it to go yeah and I really think God had a, has a part in people not being your friend anymore because it's like 
they heard something that you didn't. Yeah. And so he took them out of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He knows what they do behind curtains, even if you don't. And so mm-hmm. if they're kind of a toxic person and you have a good heart and you're really striving to, you know, follow God's plan and do his thing, then he will remove those people without you even having to worry about it and right. without you having to do the work because he knows how you are and how they are and if that's actually going to benefit you or not. Yeah, like what Lauren was saying about like the puzzle pieces, that's how you know they're not a true friend if they're the one who keeps messing up the puzzle, breaking it, putting it in the wrong spot. Yeah. That's why you need that one true friend to help you build it up. Because two people, it's a lot easier to build a huge puzzle than one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And you know, it actually says in the Bible, when two to three gather, he is there. So that's why you need community, which basically means why you need friends. You can't mm-hmm. be by yourself. You can't be a lonesome person because you're you're going to feel lonely all the time and get depressed and get anxious about everything. So you need someone to be there for you to help you through your thoughts and your emotions and through the hard times and have like a really good friend to be able to do that with. Yeah. So kind of on the same aspect we're talking about, what like do y'all know about mental health or anxiety, depression? What are y'all's thoughts on that? Something that I know about mental health is it's very, very important, but it's a topic that people definitely don't like to talk about and definitely don't like to bring up a lot. Yeah, I feel the same thing. I feel like it's something people try to recognize as not normal or out of the ordinary, and it's not that. It's anything else that's regular in the world. Like, it's it's going to happen to eventually anybody, and I think that's, like, it's really important to talk about. Yeah, and it's just as important like any other body system you have. Like if you have issues with your heart, you go to the heart doctor. If you break a foot, you go to the orthopedic. Like mm-hmm. it's all the same. If you have issues with your mental health or anything going on, you go see someone for that, whether it's a therapist or psychiatrist. And sometimes um, supervision um, <laughs> be, just because you need it at that moment, and that's okay. You don't have to be on it forever. And some people have to be on it a long time, which, yeah. again, that's okay. Um, or if you do therapy for a short time or a long time, it's all just to help you, especially talking to someone. I'm all for therapy just because it helps kind of organize your thoughts in your mind. And that's someone you can go to who's not in your circle that can look on it on the outside and be like, okay, no, that's not okay. Or yes, that was fine. Or no, you shouldn't be treated that to make things worse, yeah. worse, <laughs> worse. So, um, yeah, I think mental health is very important to talk about. And it's really important, especially at y'all's age, to be open about it. Because there's so many people I'm sure y'all know or friends or older people who've gone through really bad things. Um, or they act a certain way. And a lot of times it's because they are struggling mentally. Usually mm-hmm. they're um, anxious or they're depressed because something they went through at home. And so it's really important to be open with everyone. Um, or especially your friends and just be like, hey, are you okay today? Like, I, you didn't look okay, you know? Are yeah. you sad or what's going on? Like, talk to me. Because sometimes that's all you need is just to, like, cry and talk to someone and then you feel so much better. Yeah, I think it's, like, I feel like something that can make, like, your anxiety worse is trying to, like, trying to deal with all these things at one time. And, yeah. like, not taking a breath and just be like, okay, I got this. Like, just take it step by step. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you do that, it makes everything 10 times better. Yeah. Yeah, but like what, like we were saying about mental health, like people are like talking about it and stuff, but like it can get, it's really important because it can get scary to where people will have those suicidal thoughts and all mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and you definitely, that's a scary place to be in and you don't want to have to get to that point. That's why like I'm all for, you know, 
the Bible and God and religion and stuff is because a lot of your mental health stuff stems from that. And so if you have a good relationship with God and if you're confident in yourself and you know that he is going to always be there for you and help you through it, then you don't have to have all that anxiety and depression because yes, you're going to have little bits of it, like something upset you, that's normal. But if you're anxious about something coming on tomorrow or in 10 days from now, like, you know, you can just remind yourself in the Bible, like it, he says, like, don't worry about tomorrow because today is so much of its own. There's no reason to keep worrying. And then it also says, you know, later on in the Bible too, like the birds fly everywhere. They don't worry about when they're going to eat. They know that God's going to provide for mm-hmm. them. So same goes for you. Like, you know, he's going to be there and provide for you. So you don't have to be anxious and you don't have to think bad thoughts. And then when you do have bad thoughts, um, Paul says, I believe in the Corinthians, like take those thoughts captive. So like I had to in the past, I had a lot I was going through and I had to tell myself like every day when a bad thought would come in my head, I would have to acknowledge it and be like, okay, I know that's not right. And it's a bad thought. So I'm going to, what I would say is take it captive, which basically means I'm going to not listen to it because it's not going to help me move forward in my day. So sometimes you have to do that if you're having bad thoughts or you're depressed about something, it's okay to acknowledge it, but then to know, okay, that's not going to help me or benefit me. So I'm putting it away for mm-hmm. God to deal with it and not me. I feel like something that could really help is like, maybe you, you write those, those problems down on maybe like a piece of paper and then you put them in a jar and you forget about them. Yeah. And then you, you completely forget where the jar is or where, what, it, what it was about and stuff like that. Yeah. And the same thing I've done better when I write it out. Um, but don't be like Zoe playing with fire, but you know, sometimes <laughs> after you write it out, if you don't want no one to see it, like literally burn it mm-hmm. safely, but like burn it. Cause then you wrote it out, you let it all out, you gave it to God. Now it's gone. Yeah. You don't need to bring it up again. Mm-hmm. And another thing about like mental health, especially at our age with girls is like all the social media girls have so much like insecurities and stuff about that. And mm-hmm. they think they're like, they're like not good enough and not valuable enough. But if you think about it, like from God's way. The devil wouldn't be attacking you if there wasn't something invaluable inside of you. Because thieves don't break into empty houses. Yeah. So all those, like, insecurities and negative thoughts that you have about yourself, it's the devil trying to put you down. So that means that there's something so valuable inside, that's why he's going like, that's why he's doing those things to you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you're, we're all children of God. Like, all of us. Y'all, me, everyone. So... Anytime you're a child of God, which is everyone, Satan wants to attack it because he's like, no, no, come on my side. But that's like you're saying at y'all's age, it is really hard because you do feel insecure. But just like remember, like you don't need people's approval because God already approved you mm-hmm. because he already created you and he made you perfect in his image. So you don't need all the extra things like you don't you, you want to put on if you want to put on all the makeup, that's totally fine. But you don't need all the makeup. You don't need all the boys around you. You don't need everyone telling you how great you are. You don't need the best clothes. Like, you are perfect the way you were made, and you were always accepted by God. It doesn't matter if so-and-so doesn't accept you. They don't have to. They're not going to push you farther in life. They're not going to be around in 10 years when you're in high school and when you're graduating and when you're going to college. They're not going to be there for you. God mm-hmm. will always be there for you and your close friends. <laughs> so you yeah. don't need everyone's approval. Like, it's okay to be okay with exactly how you are. Mm-hmm. I also think, like, Sometimes if it's if it's not gonna matter in five years, then I feel like I shouldn't spend more than five minutes getting upset about it. Exactly. And I think like, well, even the same thing. Like mm-hmm. whatever's happening now, it's probably not gonna matter tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And then like I feel like with all like what Zoe said about like the social media, like not everything what you see is true. Like I right. feel like the Vogue models, like in Photoshop and all that, isn't true. And it's like, 
like you see you have a purpose and and sometimes not looking like a Vogue model is right. the purpose that God yeah. put you on earth for. Yeah. And like back with the mental health stuff, every every day you wake up, there's a purpose for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Even, even if it's becoming um like a therapist or somebody who talks to people, like maybe you feel down now, but maybe when you're older, you might help people and do that for a living. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, maybe you never got the help you needed. Mm-hmm. And so you took that as um as a job, as a lifestyle. Yeah. And so I really think, like, it could be helpful to, you know, like, really talk to God about things and get inspiration from him. Yeah, that's why prayer is so good. But also what you were saying about how, like, you everyone has a purpose in life. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, God chose to wake you up this morning. That means he's not done with you yet. Mm-hmm. You have not fulfilled that purpose like he needs you to. So keep waking up every day. Keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. And, Yeah. Just make sure you put him at the center of it all. Because yeah. <laughs> ultimately, like, I know this sounds really, like, cheesy and weird, but our whole goal on earth is to bring people to Jesus. Like, that's yeah. our whole goal. So, like, you just need to work on yourself, make sure you're at that standpoint and that you're understanding of it, and then reach out to another person and try to help them, you know, find God in a way that they find him. Because not because you're trying to force religion on people, but... Because when you do really trust God and you accept him, like, you get all this freeing feeling about everything. And you get this peace that, like, scripture says, surpasses mm-hmm. surpasses understanding. So when bad things happen, you actually have peace about it because you know God's in control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I believe it says, like, the seventh trumpet. Mm-hmm. Like, when you hear it, like, time's over. And it's like, think about just all the time you could have had to spread the word and tell people about God and Jesus mm-hmm. Now, now you don't have any more time, and you're like, be like, oh man, I I should have done this and I should have done that. And so yeah. don't spend your time worrying about what people look like on social media or how you look like them. Just like you know, spread the gospel. Yeah. One thing, I, how I always think of it too is when you do die and go to heaven, mm-hmm. it says that you'll go to Judgment Day, which is basically. God's going to look at him and my thoughts of it, this may not be true, but my thoughts, he's going to look at me and be like, all right, so what did you do for my kingdom? And he's going to be like, your little social media accounts and pictures don't count. What did you do in your heart and for others to help bring them closer to me? Yeah. And I'm always like, that's a hard question. So like, that's what I try to go through when I'm doing the different things in life is I'm like, okay, how is this going to benefit like God and his kingdom? And how is this going to benefit me to get closer to him? Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, that's, that's always the thing. It's like, the little things on earth may count, but it's like when you're really up there with him, that's what really matters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my grandma used to say, like when you said like judgment day, when you get up there, she'd say, you have a bunch of hate. And it's all the good things you do, you get so much hate and, and God sees how big the fire he can build off of that. Right. Yeah. And it's like you do all these bad things. Well, you don't have any hate. I mean, you can't build a fire off of that. Yeah, that's true. And so mm-hmm. it's like. I mean, you, you always want a good amount of hay so you can have a good fight. Right. Mm-hmm. And what you were saying about how, like, the seventh trumpet, like, time's over, that's what I feel like nowadays with, like, technology, phones, social media, people get so addicted to that, they hold off, like, reading the Bible, going to church, doing all these things. They hold off doing that and make these excuses, like, oh, I didn't have time. Mm-hmm. But once that seventh, once he, Jesus comes, you don't have any time left. Yeah. You don't have time to read your Bible. You don't have time to do these things you're done like 
Yeah, you can't go back yeah. and be like, hold on, let me put my phone down. Yeah, <laughs> let you me can't. redo oh, that. Oh, let me start reading my Bible and then, <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah. oh, well, I'm yeah. doing it now, so. Yeah. And it's never too late to come to God. I mean, some people have in their deathbed. That's totally fine. But think of all this time you could have already spread the word. Yeah, or just even like helped yourself with it. Mm-hmm. Um, in any aspect, like, you know, mentally, physically, and everything like that. Yeah. Well, this has been such a great discussion. I'm so yes. excited. Thanks, guys, for talking. And of course, you're doing great. <laughs>Congratulations for making it all the way to the end of this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe and rate my podcast. You can also go to my website, www.charityfaithlove.com to read my latest blog post and find where you can order my book titled, Lord Help Me.